Are you, are you in the pub? He's here, he's here. Yeah, right. Said, uh, I didn't, so when you contacted me, I just shaved off. Very nice. Well, thank you. <laughs> not, as, not as magnificent <laughs> as yours. It's my turn. Yours is like, what's like uh, the guy out of Annie? Um, Daddy Warbucks? No, no, no. no. Uh, Miss Hannigan's kind of like. I've not, not seen Annie for a you while. Know, and they do, that, they do that dance, don't they? He's a street. <laughs> and he's like, it's kind of like got the thinnest kind of moustache, but it's so it's on natural. point. You're it's it's on only point. natural that you'd be more of a musical man than me. Uh, no, when you contacted me, like I was doing, a, I was doing a play seven, set in the seventies. Yeah. So I had a seventies tash, oh, and dirty, dirty. It was it was too dirty to walk around with, <laughs> um, on a on a day to day street level. Wow. Um, whereas I'm I'm doing I'm doing a rehearsal play now that's set in the thirties, and this is a bit more under. It's not as heavy. It's no, not, it's, there's not as much weight lifting on the on the top. That's cool. So Enzo Chilente. The amount of people who don't pronounce it correctly. Sure. The Italians uh, pronounce the C's ch, like Ciampino. Welcome, or Vincenzo Lena. <laughs> should, 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 should we do it? Well, we yeah. Three? Yeah, do it. Yeah. Rule of threes, thank um, you very much. Massive thank you for coming down to the King's Cross um, pub. This is like one of them stopping points, you know, because I fly from Heathrow. It's cheaper. Yeah. Bradford Lab. If it's cheaper, I'm going oh, down yeah. that mega bus and I'll get down there and it's cheaper flight. So I'd keep, I'm starting to do that. You save yourself Atlantic 300 quid. Well, save, you save yourself 300 quid. Get some good points going from Heathrow. And this is like your, your kind of half time. On right. the way home when you've got jet lag, you see. Oh, do you? So you yeah, so you do the tube. That's an hour, isn't it? That's a tough shift. Do you hour. actually stop here on the way back up? No, but I kind of do it in one go, so I'll go tube. Get in here, have a bit of breakfast, sink a few pints, and get the train. So, Enzo, thank you so much for doing this. Um, this episode is actually sponsored by Yorkshire Brightside Developments. Um, it's a small Who's world there? because Come they're eco friendly houses, right? And homes. And do you know what? They're going to be doing some great. Um, Ross, do you know Ross? I've heard you know Ross. Yeah, I do. I didn't know uh, you knew on. Ross until kind of this. Did you not know that? I've only just found out like in the last two hours. So this is weird. Is that true? Ross is a very cool guy. So yeah. Ross is a great guy. So, yeah. Ross is a great guy. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, it's a very awkward position you put me in, since he's also my brother-in-law. Yeah. Um, but small world anyway. It's a small, small world. No, yeah. I have to say, I, I do. I, my sister is very, very fortunate to found. I, I do really, genuinely, really, really like him. He's a great. He's a great, great dad, and a great husband. I have to say that genuinely. And we're in the parcel yard. This is the parcel yard, first class room. Not like first class. You know. You know, like. First class when you go to kind of really swanky first class. It's more like old school first class. This is what it used it to be like. Right. 1865, this place. Well, the, the station itself. Did you know? It's like it's ridiculous. It's. I do like it. I do like it. It's my. It's my gateway back to, back to Bradford. And you kind of have you? When did you re-sign kind of to London? Because you did live in America, didn't you as well? Yeah. So. Um, I went to university and studying French and Spanish. Um, I mean, I'd done drama at school mm -hmm. loads and was sort of always into it. Um, and then I sort of pressured by school not to do that and to kind of do a, um, a normal degree, mm -hmm. if you like, and go to sort of like the best university you possibly could, you know, ostensibly to reflect well on the school, mm -hmm. um, I think. So I did that and then sort of, you know, I did all right and. But, my course really wasn't resonating with me and the great thing about doing a language, I was sort of lucky I did like, because I did a languages degree, I got a year, year abroad, a year off. And just before that I was sat in there, sat with a really, really close friend of mine from school we were at the old barn, which I think is no, um, which is the unofficial Bradford Grammar School underage drinking pub. The barn. The barn. Yeah, because my dad used to be the caretaker at the Bradford Grammar School. Did he? I didn't know yeah. that. Connecting the dots, so it's getting really. Wow. Where's these more dots connected wow, here? That's amazing. It's like. So, well, you know, so you know, and. Yeah, it's. Yeah. God, I mean, they were a miserable bunch. Considering how much. 14, 14 hours started drinking that. So. Yeah, I'd say that was about right. It's shut down now, so I don't want bother. Well, no, they were really miserable because. We, that we upstairs bit, wasn't there? Like, mm. like a crib. Like a, yeah. we, they could hide us at the top, top, and I'm sure that, I'm sure the police sort of were very happy that all the lads from that school. We're in a very safe... Well, we're, we're never yeah. going to get any bother. We're never going to get our heads kicked in by the lads from St. Bede's. You know, because we... We don't fight. 
better at football than you. <laughs> yeah. Um, rugby and cricket, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, that's true. That's true. I remember yeah. we were a bit scared to go too far up M Lane just in case. Um, we did. We didn't. We were in high school. We were Catholics. Italian, the, the, Polish, Catholic. Italian, Polish, Catholic. Yeah. The, the very best kind. Um, <laughs> I remember he sat there at the start of that, and, my, and, my mate, and he was about to go on a year abroad as well, so in the middle of his studies. And he went, uh, "How come you're not doing any acting?" I was like, oh, "I don't know." And then that just sort of sat, that kind of question yeah. sat with me throughout the year abroad, and I came back and was like, oh, "I just, you know what? I think I will do, you know, do fancy pursuing that." So I wasn't massive into my degree because it was very traditional and. Um, and then that led me, you know, the, 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 I did the obvious thing, you know, um, audition for drama school and all the ones worth going to are down, are down here in London. Right. Most of my friends from school were London bound anyway, so there was a bit of momentum. And then I've been here ever since, apart from wow. a six and a half year sabbatical in Los Angeles, which I enjoyed very much, but was not the most successful. Which area? I was in, well, we moved into... Do you know Los Angeles? Yeah, uh, well, the band's manager lives in Pasadena. 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 First, first gig I went to see, the Pasadenas. Um, really? Yeah, they were at St George's Hall. I was a big Pasadenas fan. Um, lived in Hollywood near the Bowl. Mm-hmm. Um, in a, little, Whitley, a place called Whitley Heights, which I think was the precursor to Hollywoodland, because Hollywoodland was essentially a housing development. Yeah, yeah. And the guy who, did, who made Hollywoodland was encouraged to do so by his friend who was a developer who made this little mini version mm-hmm. called Whitley Heights. So we were there and then we moved to Sherman Oaks in the valley. Oh, it's nice up there, isn't it? Well, everyone I met who was American... Um, Mountain lions up there, don't you? Yeah. In the hills, yeah. And, and Mental. Everyone who I'd met in LA who... And you sort of say, oh, so where are you from? And they'd be like, I'm actually from LA. Like, no, no, no one's from LA. I went, no, I'm from LA. And I'd be able to say whereabouts. And everyone who was from LA, from LA, would be either from Sherman Oaks, mm-hmm. Studio City, or Van Nuys. So I was like, if that's kind of oh, right, bona fide, right. not Beverly Hills, you know, not kind what? of tinsely. So that's where I want to be. I want to move to Sherman Oaks, where it's kind of super, super hot, yeah. super valley. And if you think Karate Kid, Karate Kid is set in Encino. Yeah, right. So it's just a couple down from, you know, a couple of sort of like little, sort of, uh, a couple of miles from there, really. Um, two of the day, it was great. It's different, isn't it? How do you describe a people? Like, I've obviously been loads of times. Well, what's that? How much are you, you there? You're there a lot, right? Pretty this way, I've done every single state apart from two. Wow. So it's like, I'm girlfriend's wow. in Denver, so you see, but every single state is like a different country, and I keep repeating that, and it's so hard to explain to people, but it is. I don't know how much America you've seen. Nowhere um, near as much as you. But, which... L- but LA, I mean, LA is incredible, isn't it? Like, the five is, uh, is case in point. You just go up the five and, like, within half an hour, you're like, like this, it's not, it's not yeah, LA anymore. It's, just like, Whoa. it's so intense. It's, I mean, it's so intense. It's so about, on the whole, about one um, business. Um, and then you get out so quickly. Just... And it is sort of feels like the sticks. It's, an amazing, it's a nuts country, and you sort of. That's. We, I mean, let's not even go where we are in this country, but mm-hmm. where you sort of see Trump happening and all that, and and that was one of the biggest shockers to me because you think Southern California, it's kind of quite progressive, you know, it's kind of quite left of center. It just isn't. It just isn't. I, so here, I think in this country, you, you got it's quite easy to gauge. You, you meet someone new, and you uh, you probably have a fairly high chance of guessing where they're they lie politically there it's it's much more it's much more difficult there'll be people sort of new friends i found that i'd make you think oh come back you know we'd have dinner with them and come back with my wife like, oh they're so nice they really are nice people really simpatico then six months later that oh we're having dinner with you know tyler and skylar or whatever um and then they and then they and then they say something at dinner and sienna and i just look at each other and go Oh, yeah. They're like, they're proper oh. right, they're dumb, you know, they're like, like super right of centre. It's really, it's really mixed. You know, there's, there's two sides to, to, to every coin. And the fact that you can't, it, it's a good thing that you can't immediately delineate. You know, you go into a room full of people and you can't go, you can't sort of go scuffer, white middle class, <laughs> yeah. la- you know, white middle class labour voter, like that. You don't know. And I think that encourages you to, to put yourself about. And is a little bit more 
Mm-hmm. It's difficult. It's, it's harder to see who people are, and that's a good thing. You know, I think we do that as Britishers, as, yeah. as Englishers, um, and it's it's much more forgiving in that in that sense um, and encouraging. You know, I was the, the the example I always give when people say, "What's the difference between England and America?" The one I always give is if you drive, if you've got a really nice car here. As soon as you park it, someone's going to drag a key across it and go, you fucking twat. There, they'll go, hey, nice car, man. And they'll be behind, you know. Yeah. And there is that kind of... I miss it, you know. I, yeah. I, I definitely prefer living... I mean, love living... Even in London? Well, even, even in, even yeah, in really? the London. Um, give or take. I'm give or take, ends. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I get it. I mean, I don't... See, I mean, it's... it's like, I love Rome, but I'll do 20 yeah, minutes yeah, hour. I mean, it's, I don't... I see it as temporary. My heart, my heart is always in Bradford, you know. And I, I, had, a, I had a great time being brought up there. And but I can't, you, you can't it's, deny it's, that it's, when it's, I, I went in my teens, I wanted to leave as quickly as I could. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, you know, that's kind of. I love visiting, absolutely love visiting, but I wouldn't want to live and there. Yeah, I think you appreciate it more when you go out leave the country, see different cultures and stuff like that and how it is. And you do it, home is, home is where they are, is it? Totally true. It's, it's difficult, isn't it? I mean, uh, you know, how do, how do you view your, you know, your own career? You know, your own career, I mean, yeah. what, what, I mean, what, what, you know, okay, even if you've written down those goals very yeah, specifically, yeah. you've got a little, and I, I never wrote any of my goals down, but I, I sort of know what they, they are. I know what they were. What were? To be... Just work on American TV, be a series regular on an American TV show. That, that was a, you know, when okay. I was a kid, when I was a kid, that's all I, you know, before, even before, I mean, I've always been fascinated by American TV and American film. Um, and then as, so I've always kind of been, it was only natural that as soon as I became an actor professionally, it's like, right, I want to go to America. I want to, I want to be a series regular. I want to have my name on the back of a chair. It's really trite. Yeah. You did, didn't you? I, and I did um, on, 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 on an Amazon show I did a couple of few years ago, two, three years ago, called uh, The Last Tycoon. And you know, I got there, we were working on, um, I was working at Paramount, which was like my favourite studio in all of, in all of LA. Good, part, good parties. Yeah, and, good and parties. You, you get, you know, what's the... I think we're absolutely fantastic. Oh, superb, well, yeah. But thank you so much, thank by you. the way. I don't, if you don't cut Mike from the parcel yard, thank you. The hospitality is superb, man. All right, thank you. Thank you. The what's so I'm obviously as most anyone who's in the film, I'm massively into The Godfather, and you know when uh, Tom Hagen goes to Hollywood, you know to speak, mm. you know to try and get uh, Johnny Fontaine the role. Um, it's the Paramount lot that they use. So in my mind, you know, that, that personified Hollywood and Los Angeles. So I'm doing this, doing this you know, I'm, in, I'm, in, I'm got my name on the back of a chair. Um, I'm on the Paramount lot. Um, this, the, the studio, the, the soundstage we're using was um, Citizen Kane was shot on it. And you're like... Yeah, I mean, it's... Kidding sweet, you're You are. Pretty, pretty, then, pretty much, you're in, yeah, it's like, yeah, it's... Yeah. And then, and then... And it's, you know, it's a great moment, you know, it's a great, and you can't, you know, you can't help but sort of like register that and take it in. But then it's, what now? And what now? Yeah, yeah. Not that I'm saying that's, that's, the, that's the zenith of what anyone's ever achieved, but just for you, you know, for you personally, when you achieve something you set out to achieve, so like, you know, when you're traveling there, hopefully, you think that when you arrive at that point, you'll be um, a more fulfilled person, a, Slightly, maybe a better person, maybe more skilled, all these things, and you think it'll fundamentally change you for the good. Mm-hmm. And this is at least at least how I experienced it. You know, got to that point, my kind of secret diary. This is what I want to do. This is my ambition. And I achieved it. It's like, well, I'm only still got like plenty of years left in my career. What do I do now? I'd, I'd not, I'd not planned for anything after this. You know, right. and it was it was a really odd, kind, not not sort of slightly lonely place actually because my wife and family were back home in England um, all sorts of dramas going on at home um, and so yeah it was it was odd and, and, and that's you know it was a real kind of it was a really interesting lesson I mean I don't know 
if you've ever read that. But Obviously, the last 10 years has been totally American-based for us. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Three albums out. And it's tour life. Do you know what I mean? It's tour life. This is a kid from Bradford getting signed to Atlantic Records worldwide. It's like, whoa, but not England. <laughs> they didn't want to touch us in England. Well, you know, but whatever, it's cool, so we're off. We just go, do you know what I mean? And we're all down to a demo on CSI New York. That's, that's right. A freaking demo Enzo. And we were going to give it up. We were like, remember conversation? It was like, so we went on this mad journey, like the longest we were out there, we toured first time was six months. So we saw every single nut and cranny in that country, every single radio station stuff, and we do these little radio shows, hi, West Guys on 45, doing breakfast shows and stuff, six months going, jumping on tours and stuff, then thinking you're gonna go home, but you're not gonna go home, because you've got to stay out to work the single at radio. Mm -hmm. And we got to number three. That's extraordinary. Got to number three with one of the songs, and it was like, bloody hell, wow. Yeah. And that was kind of, you'll ne it'll never ever, and it's similar to your experience in America, it'll never leave you. I, I read a quote that you mentioned, you said it was like a um, packet of crisps and gaffer tape. I mean, it's, I, it's, it's, a, it's about kind of, um, uh, you know, stereotypes, isn't it? And how the British do conform to their own stereotype, you know, at work, which yeah. is, it is that kind of get things done. You know, there's a pride in getting things done no matter what. And it is, a bit, you know, it's a bit of a cheap crap, you know, the, crappy country you know yeah. um you know it's not glitzy this country it's not glamorous but we've got we've got a can-do you know war you know wartime mentality and 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 that's not you know no matter how shitty the tv program you know whether it's i'm not going to mention them it's not yeah that's yeah, we're going to compare what the budget not the shittiness you know you get things done and that's great um and i miss that you know um, and again, I've said it so many times, you know, as you know, you work in the States and it's, oh, what's for lunch today? Oh, steak and lobster. <laughs> <laughs> but the biggest thing, though, is the unionisation over there. Right. You know, and just how that affects how people work. And it's, um, that's, it's sort of nuts. People will probably watching this and probably hearing this, obviously on iTunes and stuff and Spotify. And I, it, it, you know, like talking about union stuff, I know what you mean. Yeah. But the Joe public, like, explain like how it works. Because people go, oh no, does he, does he still get paid for that one? Then do you think? Like, it's like <laughs> you know, like music does when you get played on the radio or you get an album sold, yeah. you get a royalty. How does so, it work? Like so people who don't know how it works. The, the way it affects you and I yeah. is that we we get paid better. Yeah. And we get better food. And someone tell me how it works in, on Broadway. So in theatre, th the way the union, the union works yeah. and kind of how it's, it just has to be. And it, so um, director, I'm, I'm paraphrasing, the director comes, and it's the lighting guy. He goes in and to the theatre and the techies in the theatre say, so how do you want the lights to be for your show? And he goes, takes a look at them. He goes, oh, well, that one's perfect there. That one's, actually, you know what? Just leave them exactly as they are. They're absolutely perfect. And they, and they say, no problem. They then proceed to take every single light down, unscrew them from the walls, you know, for the, the theatre, fill, the, you know, fill in the holes that they've made, yeah. replaster, and then paint. Take the lights back to the company that, hi that hires out the lights. Then go back and then drop them off, sign, sign the lights back in, and then make a request to have them signed back out. And they go back to the theatre, and they, and they repeat the process. They drill the lights in the wall exactly how they were. And then this British lighting guy goes, what did you do that for? I said, that's how we make money. Which way would you like to go next? I'm going to give you a choice. Well, I'm going to go, don't look, don't, don't look at my notes. It's like going into an audition and seeing who else. Who, which no, it's just, I, I don't write. I never write sentences. I write bullet points. And I find that kind of the best way because then I don't know which way it'll go. And that's what it is. And, I, and it's, it's, it's cool. I enjoy meeting people. Well, obviously you do, this, which is why you, you get out and about when you, it seems to me that when you're in Bradford, you are, you are really, really busy. It's like, you, you present, you know, you're presenting, you're talking to people, you're constantly meeting people, you've got a mic, you know, you've always got a microphone. And, and chatting to people, it's brilliant, it's a lovely thing to see. But Bradford is a city, I really want it to do well. I know people give it back bad flack and stuff like that. There's something, I mean, obviously we're, bi we're biased, aren't we? So, but this, 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 I do genuine, you know, I think there is something really genuine about Bradford. I mean, don't get me wrong, it's full of dickheads as well. <laughs> like, like, like every, but they're my kind of dickheads, you know, 
some friends of mine who aren't from Bradford and, you bring, and, you, and they come and visit, they really enjoy it. You know, I think there's something, again, sort of... Unique. I'm, yeah, I think there is something. I think you, no, I mean, no, I don't think it's too strong at all. Um, I don't have them that big a problem with Leeds, but I don't really understand it as a place. Yeah. I don't understand. I don't feel as if, you know it has a voice, and in in a way that in a way that and maybe it's that, look Leeds is you know, it's a big city you know but you, you recognise the Liverpool voice and I don't mean accent I mean kind of you know, culturally what it's about and the identity, you'd say, this, you know, I'm talking about similar sized cities, Glasgow, Edinburgh, you know, Birmingham, yeah. Manchester, you know that Leeds doesn't, and it's not, I'm not having a, I'm having a go at Leeds, ditty Leeds. Um, get promoted though, did that, it's fine. <laughs> sorry, I had to put that in, I'm sorry, I don't know. Really, no, no, there's no such thing as Schadenfreude <laughs> when it comes to Leeds. <laughs> well, I, I seriously think, since the Italian cafe shut down, that's where it just lost it. I, I really do. I think it was a childhood thing for me. The best bread, salads, breakfasts, yeah. uh, the tomato sauce was unbelievable. It had a buzz about it. It had the like, like football machine thing at pool yeah. table and stuff like that, and used to go down. So, Italian cafe, Enzo's grandparents, correct? That's right, my correct. Potato, potato um, grandparents. So, they, they owned the Italian cafe, and this cafe was, it was just great. The Polish bread you used to use. And do you know so who what? delivered the Polish bread to your cafe? Go on. My dad. And what happened when back in the day, this was before obviously I was on earth, um, but he was, um, he was delivering bread once, but put Wibsy round about at the top and he had a little bump and the bread went everywhere. What's your dad's name? Zbyszek. Zbyszek. Nowakowski. Dad'll know. Dad'll know. Every, every, the Italians, the Polish, Ukrainians, Slovakians, and all that, and Yugoslavians, we all knew each other. Yeah. We did. We all knew each other. It was all very great vibe, wasn't it? Great buzz. John Street Market, you go with your grandparents down at John Street to get your kielbasa and your chleb. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't remember that. But I, when I lived in Lidget Green, there was a Ukra was it Ukrainian club around Ukrainian the corner. Club. Yeah, the Ukrainian club. So it's still good, man. You should pull go for a beer. Just off um, Legrum's Lane. Just off Legrum's Lane. Right. So I remember yeah. sort of going there with mum, you know, all the time. My cousin had her 18. So yeah, the Italian cafe, amazing cafe, and it was kind of a pinnacle part of the Bradford, well, the, the, the culinary cuisine in Bradford. It was, wasn't it? It was like. It was. It was sort of. It, it was, was cool, man. It was. It was good food in there. There was some great. I mean, there was some great cats. So my, so my dad, mm -hmm. out of just moving forward, my dad, um, who obviously he was he worked and helped set up the cafe with my with my grandparents. And um, in the cafe, the guy, the, the, it was an Italian gentleman who supplied the pin table and the jukebox and um, all that kind of stuff. And, and um, he was selling his business. My dad wanted to buy it off him. He thought, this is a good racket. So with a bit of help with, with, from his mum and dad, he bought his business off him. So then my dad went on to supply um, cafes and pubs and taxi, taxi um, offices all around Bradford and then West Yorkshire and then all around Yorkshire Old school. with these with these machines so when I went out with my dad when I was young I, used to, I saw a lot of these kind of wow. cats like Acropolis down in town you know all, all the big cats in Canadia Canadia Candia 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 cousins so my dad sort of supplied all this I saw a lot of it. the Italian side so you're full Italian mum and Pretty dad much yeah. Chilente Chilente so my dad from Rome mm. Roma Lazio so Rome is it's like Rome and Lazio, so yeah. Rome is in Lazio. Yeah. But my dad's um, parents are from Benevento, province of Benevento, so it's in from Naples. Our family's Sora. Sora, that's where we're from. So my mum's mum yeah. is from Isla del Liri, which is like, that's like 10k from Sora. We're not, if we're related, it's been weird, wouldn't it? It'd be proper. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like. So it's mum's side. Yeah, that's mum's side, yeah, Sora. Then they went to Jim. I've been to Sora yeah. like that. It's, I went, times. yeah, I went last. I was trying to look for my, um, my great nonna's house, and I was like, I went with Mazia. I went with Mazia, and I was like, yeah, I went with Mazia. I went with Mazia. I went with Mazia. And do you know, like all housing sore and stuff, and this was like January, bloody freezing snow, mountains and stuff, and snow and stuff, and all rustic dogs and stuff. And we're looking for this bloody house because I just want a picture to go, you know what I mean, I'm first grandson to see great, great, you know, that my, my mum's, my mum's, sorry, my auntie's childhood house. I wanted to see it, like, I, I love all that family stuff anyway. So, anyway, they moved to Cinzano di Roma. 
which is based Chinsana Castel Candel. my Instagram handle. This is now too much. Oh, no. So that's what, on the east side of Rome or? No, it's not. It, it's, it's spent G-E-N-Z-A-N-O. Genzano, Gen Genzano, isn't it? Oh, okay, it's right, pronounced Genzano, okay. but I, they call Genzano, it... Genzano, Genzano, yeah. Yeah, yeah, so Genzano. So basically, so they moved kind of inland and it's only like 25 minutes from Rome. And we've, we've been going there, cousins, everyone's there. So, but then I've got family in Poland, that's my dad's side. And it's just, whoa, it's just a different, it's just, yeah. So we'll go to Poland, like a little village there where they've got chickens in back and that. Oh, that's, that's, my, that's my experience in Italy, you know. Glodny, David Glodny. Yeah, they just got killed chicken in the back, that's it. That's it. I do, I do remember that. Gindle. I remember watching it. It's horrified that my grandma and my, you know, my great, just watching them, just like with scissors. With scissors. It's like open yeah. the scissors like that and just grabbing the chickens. Neck, neck. I must have been like eight or nine, just going, oh my God. Uh, I, I've got grandma, one grandma left. Mm -hmm. I'm going to see her on Saturday, which I'm... Nice. All, well, all four of us, which is kind of great. Um, Bradford? No, she's in Italy. She, they moved back. Oh, where are you going? Um, so she lives near Sora, Frosino, um, Isla del Liri, so it's... So you'll fly to Rome and drive down. It's only like, what, yeah, 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 through yeah, Frasca, yeah, yeah, that way. My sister's got a place in Tuscany. She lives in America. So she's got a place in Tuscany, but she lives in America. She lives in America. She lives in St. Louis, Missouri. Oh, my oh, girlfriend's from um, originally Kansas City. Kansas City. Yeah, on the seventh. Then we've got. Yeah, so it's all. Yeah. All right. So she comes over and spends. She's basically summers in Europe. It's not bad, is it? It's not a bad life, is it? So we go over. Obviously, she's got kids, and they're similar to my kids. So the cousins get to hang out. Nice. That's cool. So I'll go and see my nonna at the weekend. But then, the, you know, also the, the you know, we took, I'm talking about, the, the flip side is, I st we're still all enriched by it. You know, there's a part where, okay, we're not there every summer and, yeah, and yeah. Easter as we used to be, but still enrich my life and there's still, there's part of my, my, my daughter's life that's kind of Absolutely. being fed by that, you know. They call my mum nonna, oh. you know, and it's, you know, it's still about, you know, if they ask me if they want pasta, if you put some amazing pictures that, on, is, on Instagram, is, is flipping it. Sauce? You can tell the sauce, you can tell the sauce, you can tell the Italian sauce. Prime yeah. example, check out Enzo's Instagram, right? It's just the consistency, the colour, and the, you can tell it's been cooked al dente. You it's tell, good. It, it's I just, like it when people give, it, give me shit for it. And I'm like, going, what? How can, it's the most beautiful thing you can ever... And it's when always you, Italians, it's always other Italians <sighs> though, who always go, you know. This was an answer. Your tribe there is not so good. <laughs> I mean, I don't just drop in on my grandma. I like to give her four or five months' notice so she's got time to prepare a few things, maybe a few polpette, yeah. uh, which are little meatball, the meatballs. Which are, you know, those are things, you know, we're talking in, in terms of where we're relating to, you know, talking about Tanya, talking about kind of like being second generation. Bradford, you know, these are all things, huge things you have in common. Bradford City, you know, and you, you put all those together, eventually you are going to meet, you are going to be. Right, not necessarily sat down in the parcel yard. Could have been in one of a number of places, but eventually you will sit down and kind of like discover that common ground, and then that's your that's your stepping stone to kind of um, you know, friendship and kind of all those great things. I don't know. I mean, I, I'm I'm very reserved by nature. I'm very shy by nature, um, so I don't really know. I mean, obviously, you, you know that thing of treating people. As well, as well as you can, you know, how you want to be treated. Um, uh, I don't know how typical I am of that Yorkshireness of kind of mm. up, maybe the grumpy tightness. Um, yeah, Game of Thrones, obviously, like, look, I'll, I'll be honest, I'm, I haven't watched it, I'm not going to lie. I've heard about it, I think one of the biggest shows in the last decade, probably, or maybe five years. You know what, I think it is, it is. Do you know what, put we it out there. Breaking Bad was good, Breaking Bad was good. I never yeah, watched Breaking Bad. Right, well there you go. There never you go. watched well, that's it. Fine. That's I cool. was struggling, I remember reading, I got sent the pilot for it. Did you? Yeah, um, I wasn't up for it. But Jesse, you was in a good Jesse. No, 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 I was um, the other, what's his name? Oh, Walter White? Yeah. No way. It was with, uh, I mean, there was no way on earth, there was no way on earth it was ever going to happen, but I remember saying to my, I wasn't working very much, I was doing not very well in um, America at that point, and I just said to my manager, I was like, look, just send me everything, just send me everything you've got, because I, I'd rather just re be doing something, I would be, rather be actively reading and understanding what's happening in the world that I'm supposed to be part of, but I'm clearly not, wow. um, and 
that part, that script being sent to me um, and by post in those, day, those days. I mean, obviously it was email, just a bit, and just go, wow, wow, this is, this is just knowing straight away from just me. Just by reading the, like, the It was so good. It's not, it's not because I've got a sixth sense about these things, I really don't. Um, it's just, you could tell, it was just astoundingly well written. And that, the white role was just, you know, it's just brilliant and heartbreaking and beautiful. And you could see where, where it could go. Um, so it was, no, and, and Brian Cranston, I was always, so I was a huge fan of Malcolm in the Middle, <laughs> hugely. So when I heard sort of in the, in the trades um, that he got cast, it was like, yeah, I mean, this could really go. And it did, it really did. When people sort of, not in my industry, ask, you know, one of the things I was sort of saying in terms of trying to fill, pe fill people in, give them a bit of colour as to how it works for me on a day-to-day -day basis and, you know, the idea of sort of auditioning and stuff like that. I, I generally say the hardest thing for us is to get the job. Yeah. Once you've got the job, it's easy because someone said, you're great, we like you, do that thing that we know you can do. Because you've done the audition, you've given them a taste of what you're going to do and they've gone, yeah, that's it. So you've been given a pass. You know, people have said, we, we think you're worth this amount of money, you know, we like it, blah, blah, blah. It's, whereas what I'm doing at the moment is, is, is the exception that proves the rule. Um, I, I find it really, really difficult. Screen? Theatre, doing the play. Um, because it's just a bit of a stretch for me and it feels, I'm not done very much theatre in, just finished a play, but prior to that, I'd not done one for nine years. And I'm working with a very, 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 very accomplished um, cast and creative. Um, Are you allowed to mention? Oh, yeah. All oh, right. Yeah, yeah, no, no, it's not top secret. Should I ask him? Of course. You can always ask anything. <laughs> Do you think he'd be offended if no, I ask him? Would he? Would he mind awfully if I ask? We did Present Laughter, which is an old coward play. Right. And um, run at the, the old Vic. And uh, it's with and the lead role, which, which Noel Coward wrote for himself, is being played by Andrew Scott, who's most people will know as the sexy priest in Fleabag. Right. But is an amazing actor. Has done, been doing amazing work for years and years and years. Let's take Game of Thrones for example. Right. You don't. Have, I mean, I mean, be... flipping egg. The A, B, and C of it. Like how the, freak, not being. It's like it's an amazing, amazing. Thing to say you've been in and it's oh yeah it's brilliant and I, I love doing it i love doing it I, um it was one of what made it really really brilliant to be part of was you 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 uh, it was really obvious straight away that everyone everyone who was on that set was just really knew what they were doing it made it, you, and you rise to their level you know if you play with better musicians you know that's the best thing for you to do if you want to improve yeah. Same as you know in football, you know in anything, and it, it it was really apparent really quickly that in every department it's like oh, this is like that was you know that was great that was the joy of it, and when something is usually that big and that that kind of commercial, you expect you expect people to stop caring a little bit, and it becomes about the the business, and you know the, the more commercial and successful something is, you expect and what usually happens is that the further away you get from the artistic sort of spark but it, that really wasn't the case on that show and we were encouraged by from by the director by the producers by the showrunners and by the by the by the other actors who'd been it you know been it from from day one um i did my stuff with ian glenn who i've worked with i worked with quite a few times and amelia uh clark and they were just like, yeah, go for it, go for it. They were so encouraging. So that, so it was a really nice place to be. But ultimately, I'm the same as you. I, I not, didn't watch the show, not a fan of it. So I wasn't over... I mean, obviously, I was a bit nervous because I knew how big it was. But it just turned out to be really, really nice. You weren't a fan. So when you are in something, no matter how big or small, you then become a fan because obviously you're watching yourself. Does that make sense? I became a fan of... I was a fan of the process. I mean, I'm always trying to... Yeah. I can do it. I can go on to go on to any project, film, TV, play, whatever. And you have just you know, imagine you have a, an absolutely amazing time making it, you know, writing it, devising it, you know. And then the finished article is 
not necessarily what you hoped it would be, or it doesn't land very well, it doesn't resonate, it's not very well received. It doesn't, it makes no odds. You know, if you judge it by the, the, the result, then it strikes me as not a very accurate way of judging an experience. If you, the safest way of doing it, for me to sort of remain relatively sane is just to judge it on, oh man, you know, me and Nova, we had a great chat, you know, it was, we had a really good time. And that's it, you think of that, you know, and, oh, we, you know, I, I was working with Paul, Dave, Serena, Andrea, blah, 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 and we had, the, you know, it was just this, this, this togetherness we had and this kind of um, bunker mentality we had that we were going to just make the best thing we could possibly make. If I focus on that, if I, then that seems to me to be the, an accurate um, metre of, of, of it, you know. What, what was an average day like on like Game of Thrones? Are you turned up, like, is it Monday to Friday? Well, the thing, the thing Because it's like, that's a lot. Think about pressure. That's what, I mean, at that point, I'd, I'd you know, not... not it, it, cheers, by the way. Cheers, mate. Um, it's a pleasure. It, it's not... Every now and again, and manage to, you know, you, you one manages to get over themselves. You know, you just accidentally stop worrying about whether you're good enough or not. And sometimes you're ex maybe, you, you know, your experience takes over. So at that point, you know, I've been doing it for sort of 20 years and used to being a small part, small cog in a big machine. And I think um, I just used to going in and like no one giving a shit about what I do. No one giving a fuck about what I do. I use the ladders in for four days or three days or whatever. And no one caring and my costume being shitter than everyone else's and my wig being shitter than everyone else's. Um, I was expecting to do have my usual kind of you know, I mean why why would you give, you know, me that much time when you've got Amelia Clark to look after, you know, you know, because it's, you know, she's number, you know, she's higher up in the call sheet. It just makes all the sense in the world that you concentrate yeah. on this character. And I, and on that show, because of how brilliantly well run it was, I was given space and time and felt like, no, no, no what do you think? Oh, wow. You know, like, no, no, you don't ask me that question. I'll just do what you say. Hang on, hang on. This is a trick question. If I even answer, I'm going to get booted off. It's like, no, no, what do you think? What do you want to do? I'm like, okay, well, how about we do this? I'm like, sounds great, let's do it. So, that, so it wasn't hard Involved because cause they, were so, they, were so, they were so giving. The first sort of point of contact is after the audition, you know, when you get there, is usually hair and makeup. And if they're jolly, you might feel like, oh, you feel quite jolly, you know. Um, and the only reason they're going to be jolly is if they're treated well, well. and respected well by the, people, by the producers. So it all, trickle, it all trickles down. So if they're happy, and it's, you know, like five to six on a Tuesday morning in rainy Croatia, you're like, well, I'm happy, you know, I'm here doing Game of Thrones, they're talking to me like they're, you know, happy to have me, so it, it's, it's, it's great. You've been some incredible stuff, though. Lame is Luther. Lame is Luther. 24 hour pipe people. I want some stories. You've got, you must have some stories, please. Uh, you were at a pinnacle age. You want, yeah, I bet that was, I bet that. Uh, that was. Coogan. Coogan was great. Time making that film in 24 hour pipe people. Was no, that? I didn't, I didn't like it. Uh, because um, I was playing Peter Saville, who I think is a genius, by the way. And, and I've, 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 Peter Saville's very nice about me afterwards. And so I actually approached him when I got cast. I didn't. I'd done, my first movie was with the same director, Michael Winterbottom, a movie called Wonderland. And then two, three years later, I just got a phone call asking me if I'd want to play Peter Saville. And I said, yes, of course, of course. I knew who Peter Saville was. Um, I used to, when I worked in the Duffer of St George, he used to come in and buy shoes off me a lot um, when I was supporting my acting. Um, and then I contacted him, said, you know, I'm playing you in the movie can we meet? And he was like, yeah, absolutely, fantastic. And then he just stopped returning my calls. And he'd sort of, I think he'd fallen out with the production or something. Um, so I had nothing to go on. I mean, this is like, not pre-internet, but you couldn't look up, you, you couldn't work out. You couldn't look things up as quickly as you could, as you can now. So I didn't really know what I was doing. And ultimately, no one liked, you know, in, in the way the script worked, no one liked Peter Saville. Mm. Factory was like, he was always late. 
It was nothing to do with the bands. So, and the way that film kind of worked, it was very, how do I put this? Sensitively right. method. Yeah. And so if you think of what, so yeah. Am I being kind of clear without being yeah. kind of clear? And so I wasn't involved in that. I didn't want to be involved in that from my character's point of view. Yeah. And also from Enzo, the actor's point of view, I didn't want to... I, I, that's not how I work, I don't, I don't think. Absolutely. To play, yeah, absolutely. To play someone who's a convicted rapist, I don't think you have to rape anyone. Happy Mondays, I don't think you have to be... Yeah. When the camera's not rolling. Yeah. For me, and I find I, I struggle with that as a you know as absolutely a, as an actor at that age. So I didn't enjoy it, but that's part you know that's that moment is very difficult. Felt kind yeah, of very yeah. in, inhibited. Um, but then you know you zoom out and kind of I feel really privileged to have been part of that movie and sort of see it and understand it and um, be cast in it. You know, isn't it Steve Coogan, Rob Brydon, Rob Brydon, Paddy Considine, Rob, Rob Lenny James, you know, and, and, you, and you know, sh, you know, Ralph sh, Little, Ralph Little. I'm a huge fan of huge, huge, huge fan of Gary Oldman. I'm someone I'd love to love to work with. I'd be very disappointed if I don't. And you look at some of his stuff; it's mad. You know, he's it's huge. Written, um, huge. It was written Leon. Gary, Gary Oldman in that is like. When he's got, he's cracking his neck and stuff, oh, it's and it's like... I remember watching it just going, oh no, oh no, get, what, no, what are you doing? And then you watch <laughs> it again, and you're like, oh no. It's so good. It's so good. And just that, you know, and, and Jean Renault, and I, I, I was kind of in my most icy, pretentious, um, French cineast kind of uh, period. Jean Renault, yes, I remember him from Le Grand Bleu. Um, <laughs> And he's so cool, you know, he's so kind of straight, you know, he's in, in like, it's like watching, my milk. It's like watching yeah. fucking ice melt slowly, yeah. you know. His voice, isn't it? Oh, he's amazing. And what, you know, him and Oldman just, you know, pairing off. It's just, it's... Cleaning his plants. I mean, the leaf. I did. My did. <laughs> your dad, your old man. Yeah. Um, you don't, we don't have to chat about it, but, you know what I mean, he's... Um, I love my old man. He's yeah, great. he's cool. I mean, obviously reading a few stuff on the back of a tandem um, from... Yeah. Countries and stuff like that, and areas and places and stuff like that, raising a shit, yeah. a shit, a shit ton of money um, for Parkinson's UK. Is that correct? Yeah, that's true. It's very. Uh, yeah, it is true. I mean, it's sort of secondary. I don't think of that. Um, I always kind of. So, Dad got di diagnosed, with, diagnosed with Parkinson's about six uh, October 2012, and you know, which is sort of, you know, it's absolutely. You know, it's you know, it's devastating, you know, for, for all of us, especially him, especially mum, you know, because they live together. Um, not, not wishing to make light of it, but the one, you know, and I don't want to make this about Parkinson's, you know, um, but it does affect, you know, it's like anything, you, you're not aware of it, and then something comes into your life, and you're like, oh, fuck, this is a massive disease, and this is what it's about, and, it's, and it affects this many people, and it's... A, so many people I know now, because it comes up in conversation, um, like, oh yeah, my mum's got it, or my uncle's got it, or my dad had it, or whatever. And, you know, it's devastating diseases, like at least 40 different symptoms. Everyone experiences it very differently. It's not a very sexy illness, so there's not a massive amount of funding. From, there's no funding from the government to find a cure. There is no cure. Um, then, like that, your dad's got it. You know, and it's you know it's a neurological degenerative disease, and it's gonna it's gonna affect his life um, majorly in a very in a negative way, and by by you know association and extension and through the love of, affects the family. The one good thing about it though is that we we is that the the most effective thing to treat all the um, uh, all the symptoms of, of, of Parkinson's is exercise. So, um, and I'd always sort of done a bit of cycling with my dad. Um, and what it meant is that we, you know, when he got diagnosed, I was like, right, okay, so the, there's actually something I can do to sort of improve his, you know, his life a little bit. Not his life, you know, that's a bit too dramatic. You know, his, his well-being, 
you know, he's, he, he's ex his experience of, 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 of Parkinson's is to encourage him and make it as easy as possible for him to exercise, which in, a pra in practical terms means whenever I'm with him, we go out for a bike ride. So rather than, so already that's great. So rather than just watching something happen to him and you just kind of go, oh, you're doing, no, you're doing. It's like we can do something collectively together to make his experience and my mum's experience, because ultimately she's his, his, will be his carer, is his carer, you know, even though he's, he's fine, he's great. And so you're actively doing something and then you're out on the bike and it's like, oh, well, might as well have a chat now. And I've got this theory about cycling is, with, with two blokes is because you're side by side, it's easy to talk about stuff that's kind of like really sort of personal. Well, when you're looking at each other like that, it's like, oh, you're doing all right, you know, and you sort of hide things away, you, you sort of skirt around the emotional issues. When you're both looking a bit blinkered, it's easier to kind of open up a bit. So there's that, and then, so we started riding more and more together, and then we got, uh, the natural progression was we, let's try and do some mad rides and maybe raise some money, because we got in touch with Parkinson's UK, you're a brilliant, brilliant, um, uh, charity who, who are in, absolutely uh, involved hugely in, in funding um, trying to find a cure for it and then so it started off with us just climbing ridiculously big mountains three times in a day Von two and then last year we did Land's End to John O'Groats which is thousand practically a thousand miles in nine days I am proud of I'm especially proud of dad you know I mean because the nature of it I mean, I, I can do that ride relatively easy, and I can put, and I know that I can put out a certain amount of power over a certain amount of time per day. I, I, I'm the, I'm the constant. He isn't, you know. So if he's having a bad day because of Parkinson's, he's got to just he's, he's the one who's got to really, really, really dig deep. He, you know, he did it. He was amazing. He was amazing. And what was look, you know, what, you know, we talk about. Um, Bath City and community and where we're from and like word spread and we had a brilliant, you know, James Mason and came and we did the night at Bradford City and Ross, Brightside Developments. Brightside Developments, um, there you go. Peter Jackson came and, Jack you know. Jacko's Jack coming, Jack, my next week's Jacko, your favourite player. I can't thank Peter enough, you know, for coming, you know, he, he was a special guest that evening. and oh, dude brought loads of, you know, brought even more people in and we raised an absolute shit ton of money that night. And wow. oh, it was brilliant. It was brilliant to be part of it. Yeah, yeah, the money, the money was great. You know, it's over, we raised over 40 grand. 40 grand? Yeah, well, you know, it's, 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 That's unbelievable, it's astounding. Um, but what, that was such a lovely night. You know, there was near, it's about 150 of us, you know, and it's friends, it's family, it's extended work people. And you just go, we're all here for, you know, just to support one another. Absolutely, that's great. You know, it was a blinding, actually, blinding night. There's no point telling stories about other actors if you don't name names. You know, it's like, I was with one person. Now, I couldn't possibly tell you. You know, it's boring, you know, it makes me look like a cock. And the actor I was most excited to work with and most was Daniel Day-Lewis. And that experience was nothing but a lesson and an exercise in generosity and kindness from someone who is, I think, just a fight. If there's any actor, wow. or if if he, or if there's an echelon or a band of actors who can justify any fucking behaviour they want because they're so good and their work speaks for themselves, um, then he's in that band. I think, and I think most people would agree. And he was just unbelievably professional um, every, every and, and focused and thoughtful and he just made you want to work super hard with him and for him and he reciprocated I mean I did one I did two days work with him day one it's like 15 of us and the cameras on him so obviously we're doing the best we can for him day two we're just going I wonder if the cameras on us and you're thinking I wonder if he'll even be there. You know, he was great yesterday and, you know, he comes in and he gives the, the second day when the camera isn't on him once, but he's got to be there all day. And he could be somewhere else 
learning his lines or getting himself together for the next scene because he's already done this scene he's he's wrapped on this scene he comes and he's off camera for every single one of the other actors and gives an almost identical level of performance in terms of intensity as he did the day before when the camera was on him on his close-up and that's and I'm going that's how you do it that's how you do it that's how you string um, a production together um, and I felt absolutely and I know he, in, we didn't see him when Cameron wasn't rolling and you know, I sort of respected that and then I just he was just around the, I just caught he was around the corner he wasn't in his trailer I just he was just hiding behind a pillar and I was like I've got I've got to go up to him and I know and I heard this stuff about him not breaking character and I just but I just went up to him and I, and I just thought well rather than fucking up I'll, I'll because we were doing it in Italian accents. Um, so I said, uh, um, and I addressed him by his character's name. I think he's, I can't remember what it was. I said, Mr. Signore, I just want to say it was an absolute pleasure working with you and to meet you. And he, he just, he just turned me and went, it was such a pleasure aspiring with you. Thank you so much. And then I just like, and it was just like, oh, it was the most brilliant thing. It was the most brilliant. And it's just, it's class, man finish off with an icebreaker rather than start with one. Oh, that's um, very good. Is that right with you? I think that's a brilliant idea. Just don't be afraid of just giving me one answer. Right. Like, okay. you can elaborate, you can talk about stuff, you know what I mean? Unless, unless you think, you know what, that's all you're getting, that's all you're getting, fella. Right? Okay, right. So, very simple, dog or cat? Dog. Is that it? Cool, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> right, okay. You got a dog, you got a dog. Got two cats. But you've gone with dog? I've gone with dog. Alright, cool. Alright. QED. There you go. If you had the world's attention for 30 seconds, what would you say? Oh my God, I love one another. Which part had you wish you'd played in any film and why? Um, I think, I mean, I would have totally cocked it up and been nowhere near as good, but um, Clouseau. All right. Clouseau. Um, the, the the greatest compliment I've ever been given was was um, was by Neil LeBute, a great American playwright, who said that I reminded him as I was doing one of his plays, so that reminded me reminded him of a young Alan Arkin. So having a go at Clouseau and Arkin's Clouseau, I, I don't know, just yeah, I'd, I'd love a go at that. What is in your fridge right now? Some beef shin. Some beef shin. Beef shin. So that's going to be. I'm going to. I'm going to do that slowly. I do. I do like taking my time over over my meat. Um, I've got some of my mum's Italian stew, which which is, to be to be honest, it's pretty much the Italian cafe's Italian stew recipe. Get so, the crusty polsky clam. Have you got the bread? No, I need. I need someone to deliver. I need. To, I need. I need. A, I need a Dad, supplier. Dad. Don't crash the van. All right. Don't crash the van. <laughs> Get it down to 816. Um, yeah, so those, those are the two most important things and the selection of fine wines and cheeses. Nice. nice. A life of quality. Vino Rosso. Vino Rosso. Yeah. Absolutely. If you were home on a rainy Sunday afternoon, what movie would you most want to see on television? You, something from Eddie Murphy's golden period, oh, probably. That, nice. In terms of kind of making me excited, like going, ah, oh, I might even sort of message a mate and going, fucking trading places is on. Where do you not mind waiting? The Italian cafe. If you could be any member of any TV sitcom family, which would it be? Oh, okay, that's a sitcom family. Um, oh, sitcom, you know, sitcom in, in individual. Uh, oh, I think that's I only know. fair. I, um, I mean, for... I'm a, a not so secret, but I don't know how widely known this is. As I, I was, sort of, and still I'm a huge fan of Friends. I mean, I know that's not. There's a family element with Ross and and, and Monica. It's a huge, huge fan of that show. Um, apologies, um, but family. But I feel sort of stepped on some. Nice. We've got four left. Oh, these are good. I love these. Yeah, these are great. These are good. What would be the best thing about not having a sense of smell? 
I knew you'd like that one. I just knew it. Heightened <laughs> sense of... Uh, it would heighten my other senses. Heightened sense of taste. If you could only speak one word today, what would you say? It's a good question, though, because you're trying to distill the, over distill the overriding of emotion from the day. Um, help. What's the wildest thing you've ever done in a hotel room? I remember going mad in a hotel in Scotland, in Aberdeen, just losing my shit. Bradford on the sea. Just Bradford, is it really? Oh, it, is, God, it is Bradford on the sea, isn't it really? Oh, it's rough as cock. It is, it is rough. Um, just playing, doing, it was the first play I ever did, but we're doing this like number one tour of Scotland. So playing these huge barns, and it was a, so like two, two and a half thousand people. So you basically what, 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 what were you doing, like comedy, like uh, improv? And stuff? It, was a light, it was a light comedy. It was a romantic comedy, uh, end of 99, I think, 99. And I'd been doing this play on and off for about six months, and I just lost my shit and, and took a fire extinguisher to a, to a... They closed the bar at, like, 11 o'clock. Remember those old, you know, the, the shutters on the bar? Yeah, yeah. I just got a fire extinguisher. It was like, Meatloaf were playing in town that night as well, and they were in the same hotel. And they shut the bar at, like, 10, 30, 11, and we just ran out of drinks. I was a bit pissed. I just got fire extinguished and smashed, the, smashed it down and got drinks for everyone. That's not wild, that's just being a bit too into Keith Moon, like an absolute fucking stroker that I was. But yeah, this is rock and roll, it's what Keith Moon would do. Do this, look at me everyone. Um, that's not wild, it's just sad. Can you cook? I can. Uh, speciality? Uh, the biggest spasm with the balls. No, 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 no. Um, I, one of the things I took, me, me, I, 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 that's what I enjoy doing. I, I, I remember being in a... You've got a smoker, haven't you? I've, I've, got, a, I've got a Kamado Joe, I've got a ceramic, I, I built my own smoker when I was in the States. Got massively into barbecue and, and, and smoking um, meat. Because they're different, isn't it, the barbecue, American, UK, barbecue. You know I mean? I my, my first barbecue I, I, I held, I bought a, bought a grill from, what's their like, kind of B&Q version, whatever Home it is. Depot. Home Depot. Home <laughs> Depot. Went to the Home Depot and uh, it was a good size. But um, I remember sort of got going, got, you know, got it going, got whatever shit was on there and uh, lid was up and my American friend just went, just close the lid. Went, this is the lid's there for a reason, Enzo. I went, oh no, no, it's not raining. Went, no. And I just felt like the moment, and then I was like, keep shutting my lid, you know. It's bright sunshine outside, you know. That's an, I honestly thought a lid was to keep the rain off a of Barbie. That's how English I was. Last time I was in LA, the good thing was that um, there'd been some, they'd changed the law about um, food trucks. So loads of people had, were starting to do it in their garden. So these food truck people, it, it's sort of been outlawed, and then LA realised, actually, we've, had lo we've got loads of, legal immigrants who are dependent on this to kind of buy their, you know, buy their food at lunchtime and who work in this, so we, we're going to repeal it. So then it sort of became legal to kind of sell food on the street, but the trucks have gone out, something like that, and they wanted to make it, it was a sort of anti-Trump movement. You know, LA wanted to be seen as kind of pro-immigrant and, you know, the Latinos especially, you know, Mexico and other, other North America, Central and South America, massive part of what's great about LA. So I just followed all these kind of Latino guys who were doing like barbecue in their front yards. Like amazing. Old school then. Old school. Like Shout out to my friend Ragtop Fern. And you basically, you, you talk, I'm cooking up on Saturday and you put your order through on the Instagram message. In Los Angeles. In Los Angeles. Even though it doesn't be like that. Why do I do that? So you're, you're making your meat. I'm making my meat. So that's, that's the thing you're I would. You're making your meat and three people you're inviting around this table for that meat. <laughs> Who wants to have a taste of my meat? Yeah. Um, you know. Dead or alive, by the way. Yeah. Um, I really. Because it's so, not nostalgic, but because, you know, we talked very much about. You know, we talked a lot about um, our family and our, you know, our relative backgrounds. And I'd, I'd like my granddads, my two granddads who aren't around. I hope, you know, that's, did you meet them? Yeah, I did. I, and, right, cool. and oh, thank yeah. And 
so my mum's dad was was the big city supporter so he took me to my first match and he had a calf he had a calf on Leeds Road but Tony's calf he's called Gaetano but everyone called him Tony and he was a big city supporter so all Peter, ja Peter Jackson's family they always because they're all they're builders and stuff weren't they yeah. so they used to come into his cafe so that's how he sort of knew and got in city I think through the Jackson family um so him frag top frag top, to, yeah. frag top to bring out the brisket yeah so you, so you got another place you've opened up it's another two people I think because rag top can do the uh, he can do the catering I'm intrigued by the Los Angeles by sort of Los Angeles and the music industry and how mental it was in the 70s so kind of what was going on on the strip in the rainbow room and all that I mean, that was a bit later wasn't it but John Bonham Think of uh, Bonzo and kind of hear about what it was like. Dean Martin rather than uh, Sinatra, I think. Oh, Brando, Brando, I think Brando, I'd be kind of quite interested. Okay. Yeah? JFK. Two granddads, JFK, yourself. And uh, Ragtop Fern. Ragtop Fern. <laughs> 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 the barbecue man. Absolute barbecue man. <laughs> I can smell the raggers. 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 No, it's, rain, it's about to rain. It's about to rain, Raggers. Lid on. You know, Lid you know, on. I've got to talk this, all right? Um, like it's one question I always get asked. Oh, I can't sing, mate. I can't sing. Oh, never. You never get me singing. Can anyone act? Not anyone can play music, I don't think. I mean, you can... Yeah, I disagree. No, you can... You can... Because that's, that's how I play music. I can sort of play drums really badly, but it's not musical. But I think anyone can act, yeah, because if you can lie effectively, which we're all capable of doing that, yeah. you know, you've, we've all got that bone in us to kind of tell a good lie. Um, if, you're, if you can tell a good story, and I don't mean like every time you go out you are a great raconteur, it's like just have it in you to tell a good story, then I think you can. Um, what the, 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 the difficulty is doing it consistently over and over and over again. But I think anyone can act, yeah. Well, Play's an interesting case in point because some nights you can do, a performance will feel like, God, that, you know, you come off, you know, come off as it, and you go, what do we think, what do we think? And it's like, oh, that's a bit shit. But the, the audience loved it, you know. But you thought it was a bit shit because it didn't feel truthful to you. You're just saying the lines in a way that you expect someone who's angry to say, I'm so angry, I'm so angry. The next night you'll do it and you'll really feel that anger. It doesn't mean it's a better, you know, it doesn't mean it's a better performance. It doesn't mean it lands better uh, or more truthfully with the audience. It's, it, it's sort of a bit, it's a dark art, you know, it's a grey art, it's a dark art. It doesn't mean it's more difficult or sophisticated. It's just, it's just difficult to kind of, um, if it, were, if it were easy to kind of like describe or work out how to do it, then I'd be great every single performance. But or it would feel satisfying every performance, but it isn't. Sometimes you mean it, sometimes you don't. The only thing we were taught was good is a guy who directed maybe two episodes of Brookside ever in his life. Put a camera on some on some bloke. He went, Have you, "Can you swallow for me?" And the guy went, "Yeah." I said, "Right, okay, swallow for me." He went, and watched his Adam's apple move up and down. So okay, this is all you need to know about TV acting. After I've said this, at the end of this line, I want you to swallow to the guys on the screen. Went, your grandma's just died. And cut. Okay, he played it back. And, oh, it's believable. And we're going to do the same scene. I'm going to say something different, but you're going to do the same thing after I stop talking. He goes, okay. You just won the lottery. And cut. Same thing, and like both are entirely believable. It's just, it just completely fucking worked. A, a great, a great, one of my favourite directors I've ever worked with, called Billy Ray. Um, I think he's uh, he, in his uh, on his uh, Twitter, um, and he's what, what do you call it at the top of the top of your hand? You know, like, like a caption thing. He captioned right? things yeah, yeah. like, um, "I'm not talented, to, talented enough to be unprepared." You know, it's just like kind of just fucking brilliant. You know, you just work and. Work and work and work and work and work. He is really strong. He's and he's so great. He's such. He is. He is such a great director. And um, yeah, you do that. You know, it's like you make it. Try and make it look. Mm. I mean, that's that's a lovely thing to say. Thank you. You know, you, but you work really hard, I guess, to make it look 
almost effortless, like it does come off, yeah. off the cuff. But it's easy as you get old, you know, easy as you get older, you care a bit more. I, think, oh, I don't know, I found that. I was, more about, I was more into it as a, a way of life when I was younger. Listen, I'll tell you now for a fact, from a, obviously, I don't know, from a breakfast perspective in Yorkshire, I mean, from the same place and the same mentality, family backgrounds, heritage and stuff, I just hope you kind of carry on doing what you're doing. And Thank you, well, same, same with you, same with you, same with... I'm saying, I think, I think it's cool, and I hope we keep, kind of keep in touch and stuff, because I think we've had a... Nice uh, to be here. Love the first thing. Thank you so much, and you're an absolute true gentleman. Um, I'm just saying, look, it's like you, you work hard, and it's great that, you know, I mean, you're doing what you're doing, and you're enjoying it. Very much that's so. That's the main thing. So, do you know what I mean? Likewise. Thank you so much, you're absolutely super. Pleasure, great. pleasure, um, pleasure, YouTube, pleasure. YouTube, Spotify, massive thanks to Yorkshire Brightside development. Yorkshire Brightside. Yorkshire Brightside. You should be just Bradford. I think Bradford should be kind of it's gonna be eco homes, which is great. It's uh, you know what I mean? it's so, purview, you know, he's kind of um, And um, everyone here at the old parcel yard, thank you so much. I mean, you've been amazing. Hospitality's been amazing, so thank you so much and we'll uh, yeah. See you soon. Thank you. Thanks, Enzo. Pleasure, thank you. That was easy, wasn't it? Thank you.